0: Welcome back to Two Sisters and a TV, the classic TV podcast, where we remember and celebrate all things and everything classic TV. Today, we want to take a look back at the life and the career and legacy of both Carl Weathers and Don Murray. Both passed away recently, and we want to take the time to pay homage to both of these fine actors. Now, Carl Weathers was born on the 14th of January, 1948. He um, played college football. He played for San Diego State. He played for the Aztecs. And then he played pro ball, professional football for the NFL. He played, first of all, for the Oakland Raiders for a year during the 1970-71 season. And then he followed that up by becoming a part of the Canadian Football League, playing for the BC Lions. After his time in sports and a very successful career there, he decided to pursue an acting career. And he began to appear at episode television, including episodes of Starsky and Hutch, Kung Fu barnaby jones good times and others remember the episode of good times he was in it was the one where jj was painting the wiggler and he was the wiggler's husband that definitely a funny episode it was from season two and i saw a clip of it on social media yesterday and i was reminded of how funny an episode that was and just what carl weathers brought to the episode after um, his time within episodic television, he began to enter the role, or the world, rather, of films. And he started off by being in a couple of black exploitation films, amongst them, Buckton, and one of our all-time favorite films, Friday Foster, starring Pam Greer. It was in 1976, the following year, when he ended up being cast as Apollo Creed in the Rocky films. He was cast as Apollo Creed in Rocky, which was released in 1976 and became a huge, huge blockbuster and the beginning of the Rocky franchise. Now, this is something we did not know until we did research for the episode. He got the part by criticizing Sylvester Stallone's acting. Someone overheard his criticism, his critical remarks, and that's how he got the part of Apollo Creed. Of course, he was in the first four Rocky films, Rocky II, Rocky Three, and Rocky IV. He was killed off um, in Rocky IV, which I was very surprised when I found out that he was going to be killed off. You know, word leaked out that they were going to be killing off Apollo Creed in that particular film, and I was just like, why? Because my introduction to him was Rocky Three. Now, I hadn't seen Rocky or Rocky Two, but uh, my best friend and I... Well, I'll save that story for a little bit later. Um, but after he um, was killed off of Rocky, out of the Rocky, you know, franchise... Um, He ended up in the very successful Action Jackson film with Vanity, which was released in 1988. And of course, he was also in other films as well throughout his career, like Happy Gilmore. So he had a very successful long career within film, as well as television, because it was in around 1993 when he joined the cast of In the Heat of the Night as Sheriff Chief rather, Chief Hampton Forbes, he replaced Howard Rollins in the series. And uh, a lot of people, by the way, In the Heat of the Night, still a very popular series. It comes on MeTV weekday mornings, 11 o'clock Eastern Time, 10 Central. The entire series, I think, is available on DVD and it is also streaming. Because There are a lot of big In the Heat of the Night fans. That show still has a very large fan base. And uh, of course, I still watch it on MeTV whenever I have the chance to. I still enjoy it very much. A lot of viewers really have a difficult time accepting the Hamp, you know, Hamp era. They they're very loyal to Howard Rollins and Virgil Tibbs, Um, and I like both eras. I love the Virgil years, but I also like the period of Hamp. I thought that Carl Weathers brought a lot to the show. He and Carol O'Connor had a great rapport behind the scenes, and they also had a very good rapport on screen. And he definitely, like I said, a very handsome man, very attractive. He definitely brought a lot to the show, in our opinion. So casting him um, was definitely a very good decision. But uh, he had a very, as I said, very successful career. And, um, like I said, very, very, you know, a very attractive man, very good actor, and always had a very strong, dominant presence on screen, no matter what role he was in, whatever he did, he would dominate the screen when he was in a scene. Now, as for Rocky III, well, that was my introduction to Carl Weathers. Rocky III was released in the summer of 1982. And I remember that my best friend and I, Nicole, we were always going to the movies together. And we were at her house. This was back in the day, uh, back during the days when you had to look in the newspaper to see the movie listings. So we wanted to go to the movies. She wanted to go and see Hanky Panky, which was a Gene Wilder, Gilda Radner film, which was directed by Sidney Poitier. Now, I don't know about her, but I haven't seen it yet. But I wanted to go see Rocky Three. I hadn't seen a Rocky film, and I wanted to go and see this one. And it just sounded so exciting, and so I went out, and we went to see Rocky Three. Well, our parents weren't available to take us to the movies this particular evening, so my grandfather volunteered. Now, he, too, had never seen a Rocky film. Actually, Nicole had never seen a Rocky film either. And, uh, so he was like our grandfather, big sports fan, you know, always watching sports. And so we just kind of thought that this would definitely be a movie that he would enjoy because of course it is a sports film. And sure enough, we sat kind of in the middle of the theater. He sat way at the back and, uh, he liked it because we asked him when it was over on the way home. He said, well, what what we, you know, said, what do you think? And he liked it a lot. You know, he said he really particularly enjoyed the scenes when Apollo and Rocky were training together because by this point, the two had become friends and they had developed a great camaraderie. And we won't go into all that Rocky 3 is about because we don't know who hasn't seen it. We don't know who hasn't seen it in a long time, maybe, but it's definitely a movie that's worth checking out. It's also the film that put the group Survivor on the map with that I the Tiger theme song, which was a big number one hit that summer of 1982. So if you haven't seen Rocky III lately, if you've never seen it at all, it's definitely worth a look-see. Also in it, Mr. T as Clever Lang. That movie also put him on the map. But uh, that was my introduction to Carl Weathers, and I thought he was wonderful in Rocky III. Still do. And it was great to see he and Rocky, you know, the fact that they had actually become friends and were on the same side for a change. But uh, Carl is survived by two sons that he had with his ex-wife. And uh, our thoughts and our prayers are with his family and loved ones and um, other fans, you know, because he brought a lot to whatever role that he did, whatever he was in. He brought so much to it and uh, he will be missed Never forgotten, no, he has a wonderful body of work that we'll be able to continue. That, we'll that we'll be that we will be able to continue to enjoy. Didn't know that was going to be a tongue twister for me, but that we will be able to continue to enjoy for years to come. Now, Don Murray was uh, another great actor. He passed away. Uh, Carl Weathers passed away on the first of February. Don Murray passed away the following day at the age of 94. He was the last leading, living, leading man of Marilyn Monroe. They starred in the film Bus Stop, which was released in 1956. I haven't seen the full movie. I've only seen parts of it, what I've seen is just really sweet. Definitely can't wait to see the entire movie Um, because Don Murray was a very good actor. Everything I've ever seen in him, he was very, very good. And uh, from what I have been able to ascertain, when I've read about him, a very, very nice man, a gentleman, very kind man, and again, a very, very, very good actor. Now, Don Murray was born on July 31st, 1929, and I believe I remember reading that he was in the Korean War. And after he finished up his time in the military, he decided to pursue an acting career. He attended the uh, the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, and he made his debut on Broadway in 1951 in The Rose Tattoo. And after that, he kind of just went from there. He was in um, A Hat Fall of Rain, Hatful rather, A Hat Full of Rain, Advising Consent. Of course, Bus Stop. He was nominated for an Academy Award for Bus Stop for Best Supporting Actor. He was also in um, Endless Love. He uh, played Brooke Shields' dad. That was released in 1981. He was in Baby the Rain Must Fall with Steve McQueen and Lee Remick. And he was in Peggy Sue Got Married in the 80s. So, Also in the 80s. And, uh, also he was, um, in episode of television as well. He was in the outcast in the late sixties. He was also in twin peaks and he was also in a TV series. I can, I don't know why I didn't write this down, but, uh, was Lucy Arnaz paid tribute to him on social media and they were in a TV series together. They played husband and wife. And it was on in the very early 90s, like 1991, Friday nights after Dallas, or it might've replaced Dallas. Dallas might've been off by the place. Dallas ended in 1991. So it might've replaced Dallas. We used to watch the show by mom and I, and um, it, He one reason why I wanted to watch it because Don Murray was in it. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they were in that movie, in that TV show rather together, they played husband and wife. And um, so he was in that TV series. I can't remember the name of it. I'm sorry, I didn't write it down. But she paid tribute to him in a very, very sweet, loving way on her social media. And um, someone who also paid tribute to him on their social media in a very sweet and loving, special way was Michelle Lee, who portrayed his wife Karen on Knots Landing. Now that was where we discovered Don Murray, Knots Landing. He portrayed Sid Fairgate. He was on the series for the first two years, and the series made its debut on December 27th, 1979, and it ran for 14 years. Now, Knots Landing is the one TV show I will not do an episode of. The reason why? It is my sister's all-time favorite TV show. So she's going to have to be the one to come on here and do an episode of not slanting herself. Because although I watched the show for the whole 14 years that it ran, I don't think I could do, I don't think I could do the show justice the way that she could. I just don't think that I could really do as an amazing job as she could do. So if if a not slanting episode will be done and I have a feeling it will be somewhere down the road sooner or later, it's going to come from my sister, not me. (laughs) But Knott's Landing was definitely, it was the nighttime soap opera that was different from the others. It was not like Dallas Dynasty or Falcon Crest because they were all about rich families. Knott's Landing was about middle-class families and it was just, it had, it had a different dynamic, different feel to it. And the Fairgates, Sid and his wife Karen and their three kids were a big part of that. And Sid Fairgate was really the backbone of not slanting in the early years. Because you had four families. You had Gary and Valene Ewing. And that was, you know, they were the ones who were supposed to be the central part of the show. And they really kind of were. But, I mean, you know, Gary was an alcoholic. Gary didn't have, uh, he was a very, he didn't have a spine. You know, for years, Gary was very spineless. And he just... He cheated on Valene. I mean, he even left Valene for Sid's sister, Abby. So Gary was a hot mess. And the other two guys also within the neighborhood were also a hot mess. Richard Avery, who was very emotionally abusive to his wife, Laura, and he cheated on her with Abby. And I think he cheated on her with a couple other women as well, if I recall correctly. And Kenny. Kenny, another womanizer, constantly cheating on his wife Ginger. Sid was the only husband who didn't cheat. I mean, he was given the opportunity because his ex-wife popped back up for an episode, and she wanted to hop it back into bed with Sid badly, but of course, he turned her down. And um, Sid was the—he was the only one on the show who was committed to his family, committed to his marriage, committed to his wife. He was a businessman. He was, he had a great personality. He was good looking. He was outgoing. He was firm when he needed to be. He was just perfect. And that I think brought a lot of appeal to the show, the Farragate family. I know for me that it did. Sid to me, was just the perfect man all the way around. And after all of these years and all the characters that came and went in that 14 years, Sid Fairgate is still my all-time favorite, but um, in 1981, I remember reading one day—you know me, always reading—I ran across an article somewhere that said that Don Murray was going to be leaving the show. And of course, I'm like, "What?" I was just really outraged and flabbergasted and confused, I'm like, "Why?" Now, down through the years since then, it has been said that Don Murray left the show due to a salary dispute. It's also been said that Don Murray left the show because he wanted to work on on other projects, I guess, like Endless Love. And, uh, but here's the thing. I remember back in 1981 reading an article that I read somewhere through some publication. He did an interview with someone, and he said that not slanting was becoming too much like Dallas. And he didn't want to go down that road, and that's why he wanted to leave the show. I was so disappointed. I was so heartbroken because, like I said, I loved Sid. I, I didn't have a crush on Sid to my surprise. That, that, that surprises me. I didn't have a crush on him, but I was crazy about him at the same time, if that makes any sense. <laughs> but uh, Sid was in a, a car accident in uh, the spring of 1981, And of course, that was how, you know, that was the big cliffhanger, you know, for the season, of the seasons. It was in this horrific car accident. He went over a cliff. And of course, we had to wait till September to see how what was going to happen, how it was all going to play out. Well, Sid survived the car accident, but he was paralyzed. And so, you know, he had the opportunity to have an operation that could reverse his paralysis. And he was determined to have the operation done, although Karen didn't want him to have it done. Long story short, Sid died on the operating table, and I'm not over it yet. You know, it's it's like people are not over the death of Henry Blake on MASH or the death of James Evans on Good Times. They're just those major characters who are killed off of a TV show. That you you just you you you're you're still affected by it, and I mean, I was ten at the time, and I'm 52 now, and I am still not over completely the deficit fairgate. You know, I went over to YouTube after I heard about Don Murray's death to see if I could look that up because it used to be on YouTube, and the way that it was acted and the way it was written was just unbelievable. I mean, everything was done in silence. They cut the audio, and so there was there was no talking. You saw Karen get the news about Sid. The doctor wanted to see her, and she walked down this long hallway, walking toward the doctor. And he told her that Sid died, and she had to walk back down the same hallway to go tell their kids, and Sid's sister Abby, and um, Valene, who was also there with them, that you know Sid didn't make it. And you saw their reactions, and it was just heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking. I remember I didn't get any sleep that night. Not saying it came on Thursday nights, and uh, I had to go to school the next day. I did not get a lot of sleep. I'll never forget watching that in the bedroom with my mom in 1981. Because, like I said, Sid was a major um, character on that show. And when a major lead central character dies on a TV series, it... It has. I mean, it can really affect the viewers very, very heavily. It really, really can. And and like I said, Sid's death definitely affected me. And uh, the show really did. It it really, really took a nosedive without him. I mean, they had to replace him in a hurry because the ratings dropped. And it just was just it just wasn't the same. I'm reading someone wrote into the local newspaper. Uh, some guy said he said I don't watch Lots Landing anymore because of, you know they killed off Sid and with Sid dead, what's the point? Because who, would, who, who do we have left, you know, on the show in regard to the, the the husbands, Gary, Richard, and Kenny? They're all a joke. They're all a disaster. Who wants to see that week after week? And he was totally right. I stuck with the show. I was not going to give up on it because I liked it. And, um, but it was, it was really, I mean, it was, it just was not good without Sid. So what they went and did was that they brought a brand new character to the show and, as a love interest for Karen, uh, Mac McKenzie, portrayed by Kevin Dobson. And Karen and Mac got married. Uh, Mac was a lot like Sid, but he was a lot more emotional than Sid, passionate than Sid, if you will. Sid was more laid back. Mac, definitely not laid back. So he definitely, then bringing Mac to the show saved that show. Because it got back interesting again. They brought in some other new characters as well. And then the ratings went up. And it became bigger than ever. And it stayed on until 1993. Now Don Murray would later go on to say that he regretted leaving the show. Because the show ran for so long. I mean he would have worked for so many years consistently. And not to mention all the money he would have acquired working on the show for all those years. He always regretted leaving. But there was um a uh, an edition of the TV Land Awards some years ago we watched it of course and Knot's Landing was honored and both Sid and Mac were there so both of Karen's husbands were there together and it was great to see both Sid and Mac face to face but uh, I've never forgotten Sid Fairgate, never will Like I said, he was one of my favorite characters, not only within TV, but my favorite character on Not Slanding. And like I said, his death, like I said, it just just, like I said, just was unforgettable. And Sid Farragate and Don Murray seared in my heart and in my mind forever. And uh, he is survived by his wife and five kids. Our thoughts and prayers go out to them. He was married to Hope Lang, the actress. Hope Langs for a while. They were married for five years. Hope Langs, of course, is, I think it's Hope Lange. Some people call it Lang, but I think it's Lange. She was in the then the new Dick Van Dyke Show, also in the Ghost of Mrs. Mirror, and she was also in the Peyton Place movies. I think she I think she portrayed Allison McKenzie, which was the part that Mia Farrell had um, on the TV series. but um, yes, our thoughts and prayers with Don Murray's loved ones, his family, of course other not landing fans like us, other fans of Sid Fairgate and fans of other uh, his you know other works that he did throughout mm-hmm. his career. but uh yeah, we'll never ever ever forget Don Murray or Sid Fairgate. And we want to thank you for joining us for this episode. We remembered both Carl Weathers and Don Murray and all that they brought not only to our lives, but to the lives of so many through film and television. We will have a brand new episode coming up later in the week. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for your support and your time. And we will see you on the next episode.